Hello everyone, this episode of Talk and Pop for the Culture is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starring prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like ourselves, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. That is poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Now, let's get on to the show. Sponsorship for the podcast. Is brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, you're probably wondering what is a VPN. Before we get into it, just to let you know, especially if you want to watch culture content and you figure your ISP is not going to find out what you're doing or your family members aren't knowing what they're doing, you think Incognito Mode is going to save you? Guess what? It's not going to save you. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network, a VPN can create a secure tunnel between your device and internet. It pretty much means it hides your information from hackers, your ISP, and the government. Pretty much, especially if you try to go to a public Wi-Fi, if you did not have ExpressVPN, this is what happens. A hacker can connect to that same unencrypted Wi-Fi network and can steal your personal information. By having ExpressVPN, it'll help encrypt your internet connection using the highest standards of encryption currently available. It will take a hacker with a secure billions of years to crack. That means when you're traveling, as long as you have ExpressVPN, you turn it on. If you got to use a public Wi-Fi at an airport, hotel, coffee shop, by having that, you are perfectly secured. So why I love to use ExpressVPN is because for the podcast, especially a pop culture section one like ourselves, I want to study content. And unfortunately, my streaming service, for example, Netflix has certain content that's geo-blocked. For example, I want to see Studio Ghibli on Netflix. Unfortunately, Netflix USA does not carry it. Lucky for me, I have ExpressVPN. So all I have to do is click on ExpressVPN on my laptop, switch my location from where I'm living at, which is in the U.S., to Toronto, Canada, type in Spirit Away, refresh my browser, type in Spirit Away, and voila! Now I get access to the movie Spirit Away, but I also get access to Studio Ghibli's whole library on Netflix. It doesn't work just on Netflix. It works on many streaming services as well. So that way you can enjoy content that's usually blocked by geolocation. So pretty much, ExpressVPN, what makes it the best? Well, ExpressVPN offers the fastest speed. ExpressVPN invests in only in premium servers, making it consistently faster than our VPN provider. 24-7 customer support. Live chat means your questions will be answered within seconds, not hours. It's easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your game console, your smart TV to protect your stuff. Because you're not knowing, if not having a VPN, you know what happens? Pretty much your ISP service provider pretty much can sell your data to advertisers, government officials, and companies. So by having a VPN, they put a stop by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. And guess what? For right now, for listeners and viewers of Talking Pop for the Culture, you can get three months 
for free, a free trial of three months by clicking on expressvpn.com slash talk pop. That's expressvpn talk pop. You click on there, you get three months for free for trying out of ExpressVPN. And guess what? They're the number one top rated VPN provider, rated number one by CNET, The Verge, Wire, TechRadar, and many more. Also rated 9.5 out of 10 based on 3,131 reviews on TrustFund. I enjoy ExpressVPN, and you guys should enjoy it as well. Just make sure to click on the link in the description below, which is expressvpn.com slash talkpop. You save yourself three months for free. That's a three month, three months free trial. And you can look at the prices that works in a plan just for you. So go ahead, enjoy ExpressVPN just as much as I enjoy ExpressVPN. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Boys and fangirls and non-binaries, welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, the podcast of all things pop culture. I'm your host of franchise, kind of, kind of solo for this week. Um, I want to say Happy Pride Month, actually Happy Pride Day, because today's episode is probably gonna be not a long episode. I'll try to go at least thirty to forty minutes. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And maybe we'll do a little 40 minutes because I do want to focus on anime because, as you can see, based on the background that we have, I love to talk about anime. And there's a lot of things that happened this weekend, of course. Um, I did want to share you guys my experience of, you know, what Pride Month means to me. And so I'm going to get a little serious. Um, as you can see, we're upgrading our gear. So I'm testing out the new uh, mic setup. I hope you guys love it. Um, makes it look kind of professional. I'm putting my heart more money into it. But it be if you ever want to like help us out with stuff, you know, we do have a Patreon, uh, but it's just patreon.com slash talk pop. You can donate as little as five dollars and help us to save up money to get better equipment or upgrade a home studio for a bit. So, well, Pride Month is, of course, you know, it's observation of people in the LGBTQTA community plus community. Um, it kind of before it never meant much to me, but now it does. I could see why it means much because. As you can see, last year I came out as bi um, to my family, um, and it's something that you know I kind of held in me for like since I was high school, um, and it was kind of hard because it's like you're attracted to another gender, and it's something that when you bring up like in a religious type society, they look at homosexuality as like something like that's a taboo. Even though throughout history, it's been documented that it's been prevalent in history. But of course, you know, religion was used to scare the masses, you know, pretty much make them more paranoid and stuff. But now, now this days, it's more acceptable. Like religious, I'm bringing more acceptable of homosexuality and stuff. And now there's different divisions. So, you know, finally coming out to my family and showing that they are being supportive was really, you know, kind of lifted a weight off my shoulders. So. Coming into this year um, with Pride, I, I was actually pretty excited, you know. Finally, I get to celebrate, you know, Pride with people that, you know, 
were always shunned and made fun of and, you know, looked down upon and made me feel great. So I live in Illinois. And of course, you know, sometimes depending on the state you live in, they'll have like certain um, pride parades, um, you know, schedule. And luck for me, where I, the town I live in, I was sketching today, and it was something that it kept going back and forth. You know, will they do the parade? They, at one point, they hadn't done enough like security, or, like sure, like twenty officers to, to the point that their, their permit was revoked. They tried, and they went to the appeal, got the the call for it, and of course, the appeal got denied. It got to the point where the ACLU stepped in and were threatening taking it to a federal court, and so the city finally decided, you know what, let's you know, offer, you know, a triple pay for the officers to come to an event. And luckily by Friday, we found out that the parade was back on. And going into this, you know, talking to my coworkers, asking me how you feel, you know, I excited and I told them I never went, this is like my first pride. And it's like, oh, wow. And and then when I told me, yeah, I'm bye, you know, I'm going to be honest with people, you know, that's the first thing I introduced because I don't want them to get any ear wheel, weird feelings, you know, about me. I'm trying to be like open and honest for everybody, you know, it's been helping me with, terms of mental health i'm trying to keep stuff blind if i'm holding in and putting pressure on myself and <laughs> not panic and not cry and you know and they were so happy for me and stuff They're like oh awesome that's cool you know then they came out to me saying hey um you know i'm by as well you know um yeah you know that they started opening up to me and they told me you know the best when i told them that i came up to my family they were like so happy oh that's great that you got a family that supports you you know, even their families were supportive as well. So kind of like make me feel better about my, you know, my sexuality. Because, guys, you know, I, like I said, I always have feelings towards women. But, you know, part of me was I always had feelings towards men. It's just like I said, it's something that I had to keep hitting for so many years. And to the point where it finally came out, you know, when I'm trying, when I'm getting myself better mentally wise. Because I am currently finding anxiety and depression. I'm not going to hide it from you guys. And, you know, I went to therapy for like three times. My therapist was like, you know, don't, you're not a failure. Challenge yourself. Any feelings that you feel that it's like bring you down, start laying them up in bits and pieces. You know, this is something that was buried down deep beside me for so many years. And just coming out to my family last December, you know, like I said, it was a weightlifting experience. And yeah, of course, they had questions. And, you know, and, you know, once I gave them the answers, um, the one thing I did appreciate that we'll support you. We love you no matter what. We'll love the person you bring, whether it's female or male. We'll love them all the same. You know, it kind of made me feel better. And at the same time, it's kind of like one roadblock was taken off and there's many more I got to go through. Like I do these mental health challenges that my therapist gave me, like write down stuff or come up with stuff that you feel that you can't do on your own. Um that you see like a challenge of one of them was go to a movie theater by myself in which so far I have been to like a few movies by myself. And, you know, the first time it was for like my hero academia, um, world heroes mission. And of course, you know, um, first time going like, you know, I was in the theater, you know, I would, I kind of tried to make myself comfortable wearing something I'm familiar. So I was wearing my deck hoodie. I was decked down my hero academia stuff. Just to make myself feel more comfortable. Of course, it was an evening screening. I picked the dubbers, like, a, you know, painted to the screen and not spend no time reading. Not, you know, not denying anybody. I love the subs, you know, subs and dubs are good. You know, for me, I like both. You know, so there's a, I watch the sub version first and then I watch the dub afterwards just to compare, you know, 
the vocal tone vocal tones of the actors and just the performance. And sometimes you know when you're doing stuff like eating or cooking, it makes it easier listening to dub because you can still listen to it. Versus the sub, you still have to follow what's going on. So it kind of makes it much easier. So um, yeah, so going back to that, um, going back to that, like I said, this is kind of like a solo me, so you guys are going to find out more shit about me. So um, go back to the movie theater. Yeah, I was like, at that point, I, was, like, I felt like an anxiety attack was like happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, as soon as the music started playing, people started cheering, you know, it kind of, my anxiety level went a little bit down because it's like, I'm surrounded by people that love the same, same, you know, things that I do. They love anime, they love my hair, they were cheering with certain scenes, they were laughing with certain scenes. I was laughing along and like, I found my heart beats going from rapid to like pretty much calm levels. And by the end of the movie, it was great. You know, I felt better about myself that, hey, I completed this challenge. So, that's one of my challenges. My second challenge was going to a convention by myself. And I did mention in the previous episode, I went to Aces. You saw, based on the old anime figures that I bought, um, another that was another experience, you know, I decided to do. Because, you know, my, Biko's not much of an anime person. So I kind of felt this was like a challenge for me to try to go to anime convention. But it was the first time I did a three-day. I actually stayed at the hotel near the convention center. So it was like being away from home. Um, be away from family just on my own just to test it out because remember pandemic you know it's the first time I go to a hotel since the pandemic you know I've been in a hotel by myself since like 2017 so yeah it's been a long time um and going there I kind of like it was kind of nerve-wracking but to the point where um I was the luck for me I was in my cosplay I cosplay all three days of course I was decked for my hero academia if you see my tiktok I just um, shoot some highlights from there as well. Um, it's TikTok.com. Just search for the franchise. I'm on there. Um, so going through that and checking in, getting settled down, getting ready to walk to the convention since you basically take the Skyway to get to the convention center and just waiting for those gates to open up and seeing people. Like I can tell this convention, people were waiting for ASIN because of the pandemic. It's been holding off for like three years. So like a wait is that everyone was excited. Everyone wanted to go. And so as me because it's like my first convention in a while my last convention was a c2 to my with Biko that was in 2020 before the lockdown and this is like the first time i go to an anime convention by myself you know generally this was my first anime convention so that, i had a lot of pressure on myself for that one um and all of a sudden you know i go there and it was not nerve-wracking but as soon as the gates open i start walking around just to you know get the lay of the land and See things. See, I'm going more details than I did last week. And of course, you know, I did get a little nervous a little bit, but you know, after a while, you know, I just started sweating. Not because it was warm, not because there's a lot of people. I think the sweat was just, you know, wow, it's been a while. <laughs> and as I said, it's been a while going to a convention. So going around, buying anime figures, checking out the different sh- like pop up shops, seeing p- people's different cosplays, playing a lot of video games. It looked cool. They had like Japanese video games there too, and course seeing some anime screenings as well on the panels it was great you know the first day was a success and you know i was able to sleep well that night then the second day you know pretty much you know i you know woke up went to get breakfast and you know of course wearing cosplay off at number two and and just getting ready to go to convention because now i felt more relaxed i wasn't pressured and went there and you know again walked around 
bought more shit, <laughs> bought more figures, bought more merch. And of course, I um, went to certain panels, like the Hollow Life panel. I went to the Hollow Life English panel. So, um, pretty much, um, of course, guys, we have a cat here, so gotta type a little thing. So, sorry about that. Um, um, pretty much went to the panels, and then after that, I went to the cosplay meetup and with the My Hero Academia cosplay meetup was a little bit like nerve-wracking as well. I got a little nervous. But I'd seen there was like a bunch of people that love My Hero Academia. They appreciate My Hero Academia. It was really great. And, you know, um, it was wonderful. And you got to take new shots with the like, guys as Deku, of course. And, you know, posing with, you know, all the other Dekus and you know, all my uh, students together. And I decided, you know what, I want to at least memory of this. I left to asking, you know, people that would dress as um, the the doctor, which was the healer girl, the doctor had that person take a selfie with me. That was great. He did like a, a pose cosplay shot and took a picture with like Toga, Jiro, and Weiss. It was it was really great. And it took one with Jiro, person versus Jiro. That was cool. That was really cool about it. Like everyone was real nice. We were talking and stuff. So nice. I went to more panels that late night. I think it was like the time I got back to the hotel was pretty late. And all of a sudden, you know, I was dressing in, in the bed. Um, I felt like this kind of like a twinge in my chest, like like my chest is feeling tight, like I'm like oh shit, am I having another anxiety? Hopefully, this is nothing that that's negative, and I think it's probably just I just, maybe it was more like I was overexcited because I was there, I was having fun. I think that's what it was, just the overwhelming of being on my own, going to the convention on my own, being surrounded by a lot of people, and. Luckily, I was able to calm myself down. I got up, went to get a drink of water, started like doing some breathing exercises that I was recommending for therapy, um, some long deep breaths, close my eyes, and then I was able to calm down and wait for the rest of the night and just prepare myself for like the next day, which was the last day of the convention. And of course, you know, luck for me, I got ran to some coworker, like a coworker there, and he introduced me to his, to his girlfriend, his brother, and that was great. And I told him, you know, like kind of cool. I love your cosplay. I'm like, great. I'm like, hope you guys enjoy the convention. And still, the one last walk around went to Artist Alley, got the last bits of artwork. As you can see here, out, uh, pretty much. Um, so, um, did that and went through that. And so, um, that was fun. And, and, you know, it was time to go. And, you know, that was when I got to the car, all about my full of anime shit. Um, I felt that was challenge number two completed, and it felt great. And next thing that was on the list is Pride, and it's like now Pride Month. You know, I've seen other Pride parades on TV, and I've seen them they have in Chicago. I we knew a bird by chance went to my birthday to Canada one year and when I turned 30 and there was a pride parade in Canada and I, which I didn't know about pride. I didn't know what it was about. And all of a sudden, oh okay, that's kinda cool. It's like a celebration. It's like now it's being accepted. Now it's seeing people are being more acceptable now. You know, and then going to today, you know, at the time of the support the twelve, um, my local town was having their own parade after like I said earlier they were going through a lot of like city and legal battles and finally went through. So going into this it was like, you know, I wanted my family to be there, but I think they wanted to make sure 
Because, of course, they wanted to be there with me, but I think they felt that they wanted to give me space for me to experience myself just to see, you know, how I feel. And when I got there, dude, just trying to find a parking spot was like, oh, my God. It was, like, weird. Just trying to find a place to park. It was packed. The streets were packed. It was really organized. And it was great. Um, I did some shots on Facebook. Um, I might might kind of share some stuff to my Instagram. The Final Choice Instagram might share some stuff on there as well. Um, I might do that as well. But I'm sharing to my friends and family. And, and we're really supportive. I kept getting a lot of like, likes and stuff. So it's great. Um, just seeing the different like organizations that support the community and it was great they were handing out a lot of these fans which i do have some with me um I, of course i'm wearing my by pride you know heart here i'm wearing my human hat which has all the colors of supporting the community as well they gave me like a wrist like a rubber wristband so it was kind of cool and i got these um, those from the community at rush so i was able to get that and then they gave me this one from the orchard it's called and it's kind of cool it says love wins um, I got more swag in there, but, you know, going there and seeing a bunch of people, you know, of course, they're wearing their colors, they're wearing their appropriate flags. I sensed, I sensed this was of acceptance. You know, there were kids there, you know, kids, grandparents, parents with their loved ones, people with their significant others. It was like showing the support, showing the love, showing the excitement. I think because this parade was so long because of the pandemic, you know, it was time for people to get together and, you know, celebrate. And people were chanting happy pride to everyone. And, the music was great. The floats, you know, were phenomenal. Like I said, it was really organized. I'm glad I went through with it. And I had a blast. But kind of felt, you know, I wish my family was there. But I can understand later on that I guess they wanted me to experience Pride by myself first just to get an idea how it is um, before, you know, Pride. And they did tell me that, you know, Next time when it's back around again, they will love to go to the parade with me and to show more support that they really are showing me support. And it makes me feel better about myself. And it makes me feel great of who I am and what I love, you know. You know, it sorry. It makes me feel great about myself. You know, being where I came from, what I grew up upon, the values I was taught. And, you know, I love who I want to love. You know, I'm not restricted by gender. So it shows that, you know, I can love any man, any woman. I don't care if I date trans. I I love everybody. So that's that's me. And knowing that my family's behind my back and they're supporting me all the way. My friends and family are supporting me. It makes me feel much better about myself. Hopefully it makes you feel about fail yourself, that you have a good support system like family and friends. And hope you guys are enjoying pride parades and all your communities, but I love to thank, you know, the people there that made me feel more welcome, and it kind of made me feel like, I feel like I belong. <laughs> That's what it made me feel. I feel like I belong there. I belong surrounded with people like that. You know, people that, you know, love, you know, gay, lesbian, you know, trans, you know, non-binary, asexual, you know, the list goes on and on. But it may feel like I'm surrounded. Like I feel that I am who I am. I feel like this is the real me. This is not the franchise. This is the real me that's talking to you guys right now. I just wanted to be with you guys. And like I said, <laughs> it's kind of serious. But I just wanted to get through the pride stuff before I jump in. Because this is kind of like a solo episode today. 
Albika will be joining me back, you know, for the next episode. He kind of felt that he wanted me to, you know, share this intimate moment with you guys, especially on video, especially, you know, on audio as well. Just to, you know, talk mano y everybody. <laughs> mano a todos. Okay, so, yeah, it was wonderful. And I had a really great time. And, you know, music, you know, they had flag throwers, they had cheerleaders. You know, you need to have utilities supporting a lot of like senators, like people, candidates running for office where they're supporting, they're showing their support for the community and handing out candy. I got candy, you know, wristbands, as you can see here. I got other wristbands from like the bus drivers as well, the bus driving community. You know, they're bringing you know, swag. But the, like I said, I had a blast. It was really organized. It was like the whole town of war was the, the whole town. Yeah, of course, Aurora. I have to say it, Aurora, Illinois. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to hide it. So it was great. It was wonderful. You know, I had a blast. So hopefully wherever you live, where you live at, hopefully, you know, LGBTQA, you know, hopefully except in all our countries. Hopefully it is. And hope you guys are having your pride. Happy Pride Month to everybody, you know, and hopefully happy Pride. You guys have parades as well. I know the one in Chicago is going to be at the end of the month. Um, probably likely not go there because... I heard it's a lot bigger and kind of a drive for me. So I'm glad I have one in my local community. So with that said, you know, instead, if you have a friend in that community, show your support, you know, talk with them, you know. As long as you know you're keeping your friendship, it's not tied down by gender bias or anything. As long as you show your love support to them, that it'll make them feel better about themselves and who they are and who they love. So... Without further ado, I did want to get through the anime thick of things. Uh, maybe pull up some articles that I did want to go through. Um, regarding with anime, um, pretty much um, there are some that, you know, the actor creator of Kaguya-sama Love is War just announced that um, even though the third season of the anime is coming out, but his other manga work called Oshinoko has been announced that it's receiving an official anime adaptation of his own. Um, that's crazy because there's a lot of few manga places that are actually coming up. And supposedly this was the creator of Kaguya-sama Love is War, Shishiku Akakasaka. Teaming up with Scum Wishes on um, creator Mango Yokokai for a new idol-based manga series in choice of Young Jump back in 2020. Now the series will be getting its official anime debut. Don't really say when those yet been set, but will be featured Daisuke Hamina. Hiromaki and Chao Nikatomi as directors for Studio Dogwa Kubo. Shikakori is not just a beauty, a selection project with Kana Hirayama as the character designer. You can check out the first poster. So they released the first poster. It looks great. I had the manga, I got the digital manga um, through um, the digital library right now. Re- I got the digital version right now. I know they're gonna re- they haven't licensed it yet here in English from the US yet for physical copies, but there is a digital one if you go under Shonen Jump. So they should just offer the Chapters in English through their Manga Plus library app, and this article is by written by comicbook.com. So, um, definitely check out that. Um, story here. Um, basically, the story is uh, just like the synopsis. Um, in the world showbiz lies our weapons. Goro works as an OBGYN in the countryside, a life far removed from the entertainment industry. Meanwhile, his favorite idol, Ai Oshino, has begun her climb to stardom, but to me, in the worst possible way, setting the gears of faint emotion. Amazing Aka Akasaka and Mango Yokai Himoto depicted the world of showbiz from a completely new perspective in this shocking series. So, 
that I'm I gotta re, I gotta start reading Oshinoko. Definitely read that and definitely check it out. Read it before to prepare yourselves. Kind of reminds me of another like um another anime that I discovered um which is music because I'd like I've been trying to you know look for um look for like music anime especially on high dive because I hardly use high dive but now that they got um Damachi on there exclusively like I have to jump and use high dive every now and then. Um, and there's one music one I still gotta finish watching. I know there's like a few episodes left. Um, let me pull it up here. I'll go over it with you guys. Um, it was really interesting. It's something that you know caught my eye, and it's currently airing right now. So I'll pull it from my anime list. Um, it's called Padipi Kome or Your Boy Coming. Um, basically. Right now, it's uh, rating at 8.39 right now. It, I think there's still a couple episodes left for a 12 episode run. Um, basically, the story is Zhu Gongming earned a reputation as one of the greatest tacticians of the Three Kingdoms period of 3rd century China. Having led his army through countless ruling victories, Gongming fails gravely ill during the Battle of Wuzang Plains. The weariness and regret stemming from the seemingly never-ending war catch up to him as he draws his final breath. Gongming wishes that if he were to reincarnate, he would be born in a more peaceful era. His wish comes true, and Kong Min wakes up in the modern-day Tokyo with a younger body and his memories intact. Thrust into an unfamiliar world, he finds his way into a nightclub and meets Aiko Tsukimi, an aspiring singer whose performance immediately captivates him. Pitting his confusion, Aiko takes Kong Min under her wing, teaches him about the current world, which leads to Kong Min's interest in contemporary music. Seeing Aiko's immense musical potential, Kong Min vows to make the world recognize her and soon takes on the role of her manager. Unsurprisingly, the music industry is unforgiving to those who make it even the size mistakes. Still, Kuming is determined to accomplish his goals. Even he must utilize the war strategies he's been using in his previous life. Um, basically, this is by Studio PA Works. It's based on a manga. It's a adult cast music um, reincarnation. Like I said, it's 12 episodes long. Um, and it's really good. I am enjoying it. I love it. And um, I'm like an episode five. And I really like the music. I really like the opening theme song. It's really catchy. And I love about high dive, like they'll put the lyrics on there in Japanese and sometimes they'll put it in English too. And it's like something you can like really dance. I love the actress who's, who portrays all and Echo. And I love Kong, I love Koming because I thought he was gonna be panicking because he was like a fish out of water, but he kind of adapted to the modern life right away. So it's really great and you know, something that you can really enjoy. Um so definitely check it out. That's currently streaming on high dive. So I'll be recommendation. Um, another thing too, um, that was coming out last week was, um, uh, Berserk is coming back. Um, I'm reading Berserk right now. Yes, I got behind the hype train, but, um, Berserk has been announced. They are continuing thanks to um, you know, Kentucky Muir passed away last year at the age of fifty four. His close friend is overseeing it. Um, Koji Mori is, um, who's a close friend to Mira, was able to, you know, he was told, talked to uh, from Mira before he passed away about the final, like, you know, the outline of how um, Mira-sensei was going to about the, you know, the chapters for the upcoming, you know, Berserk. Now it's coming up. So, basically, he's getting together with the assistants to help with the artwork. He's going to be overseeing it, and they announced on the 24th they're going to start passing out the first new chapters of Berserk. So, all you guys are Berserk fans, get started reading it again. So, Berserk is coming back, which is a big, you know, 
because with all the following that Mira had, Mira Sensei had, that's great that Berserk is coming back. Also, too, if you see like a lot of like manga creators are going on Twitter recently, the creator of Hunter Hunter opened up a Twitter for the first time. He was sharing storyboards for the first time. He's getting into back to the swing things of doing storyboards for the next chapters of Hunter Hunter. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, he blew, he blew up. He had like 2.5 million followers, which is freaking crazy. And then all of a sudden, you know, now the creator Fairy Tale, Hiro Mashima, is um, doing it as well. And he's doing it. He's just sharing his sketches of Fairy Tale. He's starting to get a lot of followers as well. So it's kind of blown up with manga creators. And so, like I said, how many minutes are we here? I wanted to make this a short episode. We're almost getting 30 minutes. So I want to show some light side. But the biggest thing that this weekend that Hold on, guys. I got to take a quick break. We're right back. Okay, guys, we're back. Um, sorry about that. I had to uh, take care of an issue. Um, yeah, another thing that kind of hit the anime world was, um, if you guys remember, um, voice actor Billy Kamets, um, has passed away at age of thirty-five from stage five um, colon cancer. Um, this is from Anime News Network. It was one of the biggest, you know, shockers. Everyone. Um, pretty much, um, this is from an article written by Crystalline Hodgkins for Anime News Network, or ANN. Um, headline says, voice actor Billy Kamitz passed away at, passed away at 35. Um, I'm going to go through the article, paraphrasing it, pretty much reading it to you guys if you haven't read it yet. So I'm bringing the words of Crystalline Hodgkins. Um, basically, the organizers of the GoFundMe campaign for voice actor Billy Kamitz revealed on Saturday, which was yesterday, that Kamitz has passed away on June 9th. Of uh, colon cancer. He was 35. Kamitz had revealed in late April that he had been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. He said at the time that he was taking a break from voiceover work and that other voice actors would replace him for current and ongoing roles. He also said that at the time he was moving back to Pennsylvania to be with his family. A GoFundMe campaign launched on his behalf after a few days. His announcement of the campaign stated the money raised will go towards travel, insurance costs, and medical bills not covered by insurance and everyday life necessities. As of press time, the campaign is earned U.S. $175,000 of a $150,000 goal. The organizers of the campaign added they will close the campaign on June 14th, saying that anything contributed that hadn't been already used for Kamitz's treatments will go towards the celebration of his life and funeral. Kamitz's family will be holding a viewing on June 15th and a funeral on June 18th. Kamitz's family stated they will also appreciate contributions to the Colon Cancer Coalition in Kamitz's honor. Kamitz was born on March 22nd, 1987, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. His obituary stated that Kamitz had dreamed of becoming an actor since early childhood. He got his big break with Disney as an entertainment staff member on a Disney cruise line. He later played the role of Aladdin in Disneyland's musical Spectacular. Thomas's roles include Josuke in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamonds Unbreakable, Naofumi in The Rising of the Shield Hero, and Galo in Promare, White Blood Cell and Cells at Work, and Rui in Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. So I did want to read like some of the reactions from people um, that pretty much... Um, you know, these little tributes from them, this is from comicbook.com. It says, anime industry members, Billy Kamets, with touching tributes. And I'm going to read some of the comments that they said, the statements. This is what fans said. This is from the, the statement. Um, this is from the, the GoFundMe page. Basically, this is what they stated. Um, this is in the update one, the right bill with us earlier this week. I ask that you forgive the slightly delayed update as we work to notify loved ones first. 
If Goldbutcher is below, please note the link to the guestbook. I'm sure his fan would love to hear your memories from overseas. I'm going to post the GoFundMe no formally on Tuesday, June 14, to allow for final thoughts and donations. Anything contributed that wasn't already used for Billy's treatments will go towards celebration of life and funerals. The family will equally love contributions to the Colon Cancer Coalition in Billy's honor. If you prefer that, details are below. More importantly, I hope you know how appreciated you were all on you all were and how much strength you provided. Billy and I would have regularly share thoughts of this relief and joy, the outpouring generosity you all gave him. Know that he left this world peacefully, knowing how much how love he is and always will be. I will miss my friend terribly, but it comforts me that his legacy will continue with his work and all the fans who are even now discovering what an extraordinary man he was. And a lot of people from this industry, um, pretty much um Chris Niosi says he got me the sketchbook for my thirtieth birthday. He was too good for this world. Talented, funny, wonderful. I must you do. Thank you for your kindness. Uh, um, Kaji Von Tang and Kaji Tang said, In this thread, we celebrate and gush over Billy Cameron's body of work. Had a pleasure of being in 13 Sentinels Ages Rim with Billy, a wonderful, fun, and emotionally packed character who brought a smile to everyone's face that heard him. So he did a lot of video game work. I remember him, he was um, the doctor in uh, Persona 5 Royale, he was the counselor doctor. Um, Kira Buckland, who another voice actress, um, says, when I first found out that Billy was cast as Yosuke, I hadn't met him or heard of his work yet, but he completely blew me away and was a perfect fit. Years later, when I booked Jolene, he congratulated me so warmly and sincerely because he knew how much that role meant to me. Matthew Mercer, this is when I first met Billy as well. He was so kind and exactly warm when he stuck in my mind. We finally had the chance to spend some fun that time together. I discovered just how wonderful, uplifting, and optimistic he is. Soon, very thankful to call him a friend. Um, ben Diskin, an artist actor, says, Billy Kamets, you were an amazing person who brightened the lives of everyone you met. We do our best to carry on your spirit and hold you tight in our hearts. Your passing is an unbearable darkness, but your memory, unbreakable, cuts through it nonetheless. Rest in peace. Tom McCarley said, Mr. you have Billy Kamets. Cassandra Lee Morris, who's the voice of Morgana, said, we lost one of our own. Remember the war moment I met Billy? He made a joy, warmth, and talented. Truly one of the nicest people in voiceover. What kind of kind talent is so taken to soon? I'm hardworking for his family, Erica. Be kind to each other, folks. For him, Billy Cameron. Sean Chiplock, honor voice actor. There's nothing I can say except I'm living. I'm living that someone so caring, creative was taken from us. Live it that it happened so quickly without warning. Live it that we have to try in vain to accept it. R.I.P. Billy Cameron. May we all strive to be as special as you were. Um, Sarah Nachichan, who's the voice of Ash Ketchum, plus dear friend of our Pokemon cast this week with the wonderful app Billy Kimmets, sending so much love to his family and our community donations to colon cancer research in Butchery and Orange. Like I said, um, Stephanie said, not that many people know this, but we had a hard time casting Gallo and Promare. We had a round, round of auditions and Empire Gallo. I texted Erica Lindbeck asking if she knew anyone who might be good. She was the one who recommend at Billy Kimmets. She was right. She was perfect. Um, Erica Harlacker Stone said, absolutely devastated. I can't believe the last time I saw you was the last time. I can't believe this happened so fast. We thought you had more time. If you'd like to donate for a funeral cost or going cancer research, we'll find info here. So, like I said, I'm not going to go through all the Twitters, but yeah, Blake Hammett. <sighs> Lucky I, I was able to hear your voice through on the Persona series. Um, I got to hear your work throughout, you know, Shield Hero. I need to listen to that as well. Check out Shield Hero and pretty much. Um, check that out and like i said check out his work in shield hero dojo's bizarre adventure diamonds unbreakable um like i said you know, for people you know cancer is something that should not be taken lightly definitely get yourself tested get yourself treated right away make sure to get you tested by itself so um other than that 34 minutes yes um, 
And like I said, it's kind of hard when it's just yourself. But I want to sit, you know, talk to you guys about that by myself. And um, before I go, um, definitely um, one thing I did see um, the Sailor Moon Vance collaboration shoes just came out. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks for it. And guess what? I ordered myself a pair of the Sailor Moon shoes. I actually found my size for men's. I'm like an 11 or 10 and a half. So I got an 11. And funny enough, it wasn't the size of a 12 and a half. Interesting. I can't wait to get those, and hopefully I can show you on the next podcast, hopefully, how they look like when we get the box. That would be cool unboxing. Definitely pick those up. Um, definitely check out your boy Kong Ming on High Dive. Um, currently, I am watching um, Sailor Lunar on Hulu. I'm watching the dub. Just because it doesn't mean, like, I'm not watching the sub. I mean, I like I said, this is the dub cast that was approved by the creator of Sailor Moon, so definitely need to check that out. Um, you can check out the sub as well. I just see the sub, I just enjoy it as well. So I'm rewatching it as the dub version. So definitely check it out with that. I'm currently reading Berserk as well by Kitaka Miura. I'm also reading um, Spy Family. Definitely check out Spy Family on the anime on Crunchyroll. I'll read, check out the manga as well. Of course, My Hero Academia. Check those out wherever, you know, stream platforms, pretty much everywhere. Um, definitely. Um, Goes out if you want to see Twitch content. I am currently playing Dragon Quest 11 S on PlayStation 5. You can check me out at the end of this video at twitch.tv slash franchise 685. You can check, we'll have the links, we'll have the the links that you can check out at the end of this podcast as well. I'll put those in the description below of description of the episode description. We'll put this up now on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, Check it out because I'll uh, follow us on Twitter at popcult85. Um, we got we just launched our store on Threadless. So go to talkpopculture.com. So it's talk talkpopculture.threadless.com. Um, check out like I, I just put up some shirt designs on there. Definitely check those out. Prices are up there. You know, support the podcast. Um, also, like I said, Patreon, we got that set up right now. You can donate some five dollars. It goes towards, you know, getting, you know, new equipment and also to why we would like to go to conventions. Money's kind of tight and it'd be nice to go to conventions, not just in our local area, but hopefully, you know, we have to fly to other states and record some footage of conventions. You know, that'd be good, like Patreon incentive. So you guys can see, you know, maybe I will try to interview cosplayers and just, you know, ask that question. Why do you go to the convention? You know, that, that's the, I would say, yeah, it's a base question, but. Just to hear from a perspective of different people, and um, like yeah, I can make that as an like as a Patreon and set up, and of course just to get like you know little upgrades to the studio. As you can see, I've been using a lot of my money to get like a mixer, this microphone set up as well, make it sound better, like sound more professional. Like I said, hopefully the next episode Beacon will be back. You know, I don't. <laughs> it's not like I don't like doing these solo ones, but it's kind of hard trying to talk for almost an hour. But lucky I was gonna make it to forty minutes. So thank you so much for joining me today. You can check out the backlog of episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many more podcast outlets. Want to big shout out to our sponsors, Poddex, ExpressVPN, of course, our home platform, Anchor for your sponsorship of our podcast. I also want to thank listeners like you who take time out of your busy schedules to listen to a couple of dudes, one by one straight, talking your shit. On pop culture. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys again soon. As always, geek on and take care.